This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 363. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 363. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mamas. Happy Monday. I am delighted to be with you today. If you are listening in live time, it's getting near the end of summer. It might even be the school year already where you are. So if you're in school mode, cheers. Cheers to you. We are not in school mode yet over here. We are in the middle of two and a half weeks where there's no camps, no childcare, no nothing. It's just mommy and Vinny time, which actually I have to say, I'm enjoying Because remember, this is my summer of adventure over chaos, so I'm embracing the adventure. But no, honestly, we've had a ton of fun this summer. So I hope wherever you're at, if you are ending your summer, if you're already into your school year, I hope that you are just embracing these last magical moments of sunny weather and this transitional season for what it is and for what it means for your family. With all that said, I'm ready to move on. Let's go right into our content today. I'm excited about this topic, excited to talk about power and persistence. I think that one of the things that I see over and over in women who get what they want and women who have power over outcomes in their life is their 
tenacity and persistence, their ability to keep going even when things are hard. And this comes up all the time over in our free Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. It comes up in our private groups in Momentum Mamas and Tenacious Mamas. And I see this, it becomes a hiccup for many moms where you are trying to achieve something. And this could be anything. It could be breastfeeding. It could be going back to work. It could be going for a promotion. It could be starting your own business. And you hit a roadblock and you think, oh, wait, is this the sign that I'm supposed to stop? Or is this the sign that this isn't the right thing for me or it's not the right time? And so we often look at obstacles as, oh, this is like where I should not move on rather than saying, oh, wait, this is where I get to push through. And so I want to talk today about persistence and the power that comes in being someone who persists in life. And I want to also acknowledge, I think there is absolutely a time and a place to be a quitter. I did a whole episode called Be a Quitter. I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes. And when I link to that, you can pop over and you can listen. That was an earlier episode. But I think that being a quitter is a really important component of goal setting because there are definitely times when you need to quit. And I am not at all a believer. Like I can't stand stupid quotes about quitting that are like, pain is only temporary. Quitting lasts forever. I think that's total BS. I think there's absolutely a time and a place to quit things. And only you can determine when that right time and place is. But I also think that a lot of times we quit things because we see obstacles as a sign or an indication of things that they are not. And we use them as excuses and we use them as justification to quit when really we need to check in with our why and check in with our purpose and check in with our desired outcome to really decide if we need to persist or if we need to back off. And there's a big difference. And sometimes we are quick to back off when really we need to persist. And the character building that comes with persisting is life-changing in terms of the power that it gives you in your life. When you become someone who persists and you see yourself as a persistent person, you gain a totally different kind of power, a kind of power that really becomes a huge part of your identity and a power that allows you to be in control of all the outcomes in your life and have a totally different sense of control over the outcomes in your life and a different sense of power over the outcomes in your life, which I think makes a huge, huge difference in terms of how you approach hard things, how you go after hard things, how you do it scared, how you show up in the face of fear and all those kinds of things. So I want to start with how do we build persistence? I'm going to go through eight steps to building persistence. So number one is maintain and nourish your growth mindset. So growth mindset versus fixed mindset. This is a concept by Carol Dweck. She wrote an amazing book called Mindset. Her last name is Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. And Carol's book talks about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And when you have growth mindset, you see obstacles as opportunities. And you see like something that comes in your way, something becomes challenging. You're like, yes, okay, I'm going to figure out a way to work around it, through it, under it, over it, whatever. Like this is not going to be a showstopper because I have an abundance mindset around like I can do hard things. I have the resources. I'm smart. I'm powerful. I'm capable. I've done hard things before. I can do hard things again. So growth mindset really keeps us in this mindset around like, I'm unstoppable as long as I, you know, determine that. Whereas our fixed mindset is way more along the lines of things are always hard for me and I'm not really that smart and I've never been able to do hard things and I don't really have that many qualifications and I don't really deserve it. 
And fixed mindset really keeps us in this very stuck place of thinking that we can't take things to the next level. We're not qualified. We're not worthy. We're not deserving. And that we can never change that. Growth mindset is totally the opposite, that you can change anything you want anytime you want to change it. It's all in your head. And the sky is the limit as long as you believe that. But you have to believe that. So when it comes to persistence, you have to maintain and nourish your growth mindset. And what I mean by nourish is that you have to constantly remind yourself that everything is possible, that you are just as qualified as anyone else to do all the things, that anyone can be Oprah, that you deserve everything that you want, and that the only obstacles in your way are the ones that you let stay there. And so we have to constantly be reframing our mindset, doing mindset resets, mindset work, personal development work, because our growth mindset can be compromised at any time. When life gets hard, fixed mindset wants to jump in and be like, see, you're not really that qualified. See, you were never that good at math. See, you were never meant to be a public speaker. See, you've always been an awful writer. So we have to constantly nourish our growth mindset with the content that we're consuming, whether that is what we see on social media, whether that is the podcast we're listening to, the blogs that we're reading, the books that we're reading, the talks that we're going to, all of that kind of stuff. So maintaining and nourishing growth mindset is key. I'll link to, I did an episode on growth mindset. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And I'll also link to Carol Dweck's book as well. Okay. Number two, the second way to build persistence is to know your stakes in the game. We often lose sight of why we're doing something. And when it gets hard, we stay in the short term. And we're like, well, this is really hard. And today's a bad day. And so I'm done. (laughs) Versus looking at the longer plan, looking at the stakes in the game and looking at, oh, wait, if I want X, Y, and Z in the next 12 months, 18 months, two years, three years, then I have to work through the hard thing today. And I have to constantly be aware of what is that bigger thing that I want to make it worth doing the hard thing today. Because if I am not constantly knowing my stakes in the game and knowing that if I back down today, if I walk away today, if I let fear win, if I let my haters win, if I let the naysayers win, if I listen to my own self-doubt, what am I compromising down the road? We compromise a lot down the road when We forget about our stakes in the game. We forget about why we want what's important to us. And we listen to the self-doubt. We listen to the haters. We listen to that fixed mindset. And we decide to back away from something. We decide to quit something. We decide to throw the towel in. So you have to know your stakes in the game. I'm working with a couple moms right now and Tenacious Mamas in my mastermind group who are working on building new businesses. And the two that I'm thinking of right now have both had these moments in the last month where they're like, what am I even doing? Like I started out real excited, feeling real good about this. And holy cow, this is not for the faint of heart. And what if I can't make it work? And what if it doesn't all come into place? And what if I have to throw in the towel? And when we talk that through, what they are learning is that if they ultimately want to have their own businesses, or they ultimately want to be in this position that they have as a goal right now in the next few years, that they have to show up right now in all of that fear and own it and sit in it and push through it. Because if you don't, it will be a massive step back on all the professional areas of their lives. And so these are both women who could go back to previous careers but they know that that's not where the direction that they want to be going. So for them, now there's plenty of situations where maybe it would be appropriate to take a step back and go back to an old career. But for them in these situations, 
what that would do to their ego, to their sense of self, to their sense of identity to go back would really compromise their game plan moving forward. At this point, their stakes in the game are high enough. They've made public declarations. They've committed to themselves. They've committed to me. They've committed to this group that they're going to move forward. They're going to go after the big thing, the hard thing, the scary thing, and they're going to do it. And they're going to do it no matter how hard it is. So when there's a really hard day, then they look at those stakes and they look at, well, what does it look like if I decide to go back? How will that feel? What does that mean for my outcomes in the next one year, two years, three years? And then they can see, okay, I have to keep showing up even when it's hard, even when it's super uncomfortable, even when I feel filled with self-doubt, I have to pull myself up by my bootstraps and be like, no, you're going to keep going because keeping going is the only way to get what you ultimately want. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood 
understood explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So do you want to go back to the old thing that you had that didn't make you happy? Or are you determined to get the thing that will bring you joy? Determined to get the thing that will bring you a massive sense of accomplishment, that will be a massive phase of growth for you and completely shift your career or shift your life in a certain way. You have to know the stakes in the game. Number three, the third step to building persistence is to be achievement oriented and to stay achievement oriented in spite of of curveballs. So being achievement oriented is really nice when you write some goals down on a piece of paper and you're like, cool, I got it. Five goals for the next five years. I'm like, I'm all in. But then life gets in the way. And when life gets in the way, a kid gets sick, a partner loses a job, you know, an in-law makes some super snide comment to you. It becomes real easy to stop being achievement oriented. It becomes real easy to be like, mediocrity is okay. I'm good with like living a C minus life. <laughs> so you need to be achievement oriented and you have to stay achievement oriented in the face of fear, in spite of all the challenges, when those curveballs come up. And here's the thing, they will come up. And this is, I'm going to get to this in number four in just a second, but they will come up. So you have to know like, okay, I'm going to be achievement oriented and I'm going to stay achievement oriented. And you have to look at what does achievement mean to you? Because achievement can be the big, huge goals and the big things, you know, that happen, you know, on a less frequent basis because they're really big. Achievement can also just be like showing up and taking one small step every day. So achievement might be, I'll use in myself as an example, an achievement might be emailing five people to come be guests on the podcast, five people who I don't know that will say yes. Like this is literally some achievement stuff I'm going through right now. Like trying to get Glennon Doyle on the show, trying to get Abby Wan back on the show, trying to get Cecil Richards on the show. These are three women I'm going after right now. For me, being achievement oriented means that I send out these emails every single day. And when I say I, I mean my team, my team is doing, but we're doing this together. We're collecting this information and trying to figure out how we can get people on the show with really big messages. And we're doing that in spite of curveballs. So when we go to someone's site and they don't have contact information, like we will figure out another way. I'm trying to get Macklemore's wife on the show. She does not have contact information anywhere online that I can find, but I'm following her on Instagram and you better believe I will slide into her DMs. So there's that being achievement oriented as a person and then staying achievement oriented in spite of curveballs. So when I can't get the answer that I want from someone or when someone gives me a no, I stay achievement oriented. A no is not a no in my book. A no is a no, not right now. And then I think, okay, if not now, then when? And how can I prove to you that you need this thing that I want from you? Whether that's me trying to get on your stage, whether that's me trying to get you on my stage, on the podcast, whether it's a million different things. Number four, expect hiccups, roadblocks, sharp turns, and detours. So, Part of persistence is knowing that things are going to get hard. Like I just said, those curveballs are going to show up and you have to expect them. This happens so often when I work with women. So I've been working with women on goal setting since 2003 and in all sorts of different capacities. And I can't tell you how often I've worked with a woman to come up with really clear goals that they're super excited about, really pumped up about. And then like the next week, they'll have like a family member will get super sick and they can't focus on themselves at all for three months. Or in the gym, this would happen. Like someone would get really excited to start a new fitness program. And then they would go running like two days before they were supposed to start at the gym and they would hurt their knee. 
These kinds of things happen all the time. We decide that we're going to go after something and then we have this like massive hiccup. You decide you're going to start like a new program toward a goal. And I'll use an example that some of my friends are doing right now. Some of my friends are doing these 100 days of workouts. And like the first thing that's going to happen when you decide you're going to do 100 days of workouts in a row is you'll get the flu or strep throat or like something like that. Like these are just the things that happen. And there's actually research around this, around self-limiting beliefs. And they're called upper limit problems. If you read Gay Hendrick's book called The Big Leap, he talks about upper limit problems. So you set a really big goal. You get super excited about it, really, really fired up and motivated. And then the minute you start working on it, some like massive roadblock comes up and you're like, completely crippled by it. So this happens a ton with people getting sick. I've heard so many people talk about this where you set this massive goal and like the day you have to go execute, you are throwing up and can't get out of bed. And this happens all the time with high achievers. And now that's not to say that like immunity is not a thing and that like we don't have compromised immune systems at times, but there's also research to support upper limit problems, which is this subconscious idea that when you are about to do a really big, hard thing, something will happen that will make it impossible, if not nearly impossible for you to actually execute. So you have to expect these hiccups, roadblocks, sharp turns and detours because they're going to happen. So what will you do when they happen? What will you do when the big thing gets in your way and being achievement oriented might be off the table for a few days because you're vomiting, because your kid is sick, because someone in your family had some terrifying health diagnosis, because you had to go out of town unexpectedly, because your partner had to go out of town unexpectedly and you can't do anything you need to do this week because you have to run the household and take care of the kids. So this happens all the time and you have to just expect it and be like, oh, okay, So this is that thing. This is that upper limit problem. This is that hiccup. It's a roadblock. Here's what I'm going to do to take a left turn and not let this completely derail me. I'm going to take a left turn over here, a little detour, maybe even a U-turn for a minute, and then I'm going to get right back on course and here's my plan around it. So when you have these hiccups and roadblocks, a lot of times people say, well, this is the universe telling me I shouldn't do this thing. No, 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 no. That's you making an excuse. You figure out how to take a detour to get yourself back on track. Number five, the fifth tip to building persistence is to identify as a decision maker and an action taker. So if you are persistent, it's constantly being in action and making decisions. And this is something I've talked about this before. Like one of the hardest, if not the hardest part of being an entrepreneur for me is the decision making because it's so constant and it's really exhausting because I'm someone who likes to weigh all the pros and cons and make sure I have all the information and make lists about everything and think it all through. And so I have to really embrace my identity as a decision maker and try to make decisions much more quickly than I actually innately would want to. And that helps me stay persistent because here's the thing. If I'm not quickly making decisions, then I stall. So part of being persistent is identified as being a decision maker and an action taker. So you are constantly doing the next thing. You're moving, 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 step one, step two, step three, and you're getting those next things done because speed of implementation matters hugely in persistence. If there's not speed of implementation, if you slow down because you get tripped up by a decision or by taking action, then you will lose your momentum in persistence and you likely will not get to the end. You will not get the outcome that you're wanting. So you have to identify when you feel that stuckness coming on, you feel yourself stalling. You say, wait, no, I'm a decision maker and I'm an action taker. So I'm making this decision, taking this action right now. And then here's the next thing I'm going to do after that. 
And even if it all blows up in your face and falls apart, then again, you're back in this situation. Okay, I'm going to make the next decision and take the next action step. And it's just a constant series of decisions and actions, decisions and actions, decisions and actions. Number six is have a plan and work the plan and stay the course even when you're filled with doubt. So this refers back to some of the other things I've already mentioned. I see this happen a lot with women that we have a plan, we start to work the plan and then things get hard, things get tricky. We decide to like launch something, we try to sell something, no one signs up. We try to start a business, we don't make any progress and then we think, okay, no one wants it, so I'm done, I'm out. And that's not the truth. So I actually had in a conversation the other day with someone talking about this and she was saying she launched something and she's like, yeah, so I launched this thing and no one bought it. So I think I'm just going to launch this other thing instead. She was like, I don't, didn't really want to do that other thing anyway. So I'm just going to go do this, other, start this new thing. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm going to call you out here a little bit. Like, how hard did you try to do the first thing? Because you can't just try something once and then be like, well, no one wants it. I'm done. No, that's walking away and that's not facing fear. So when you decide you're going to do something, you commit to it and you make your plan and you work your plan and you keep going on your plan. You don't get to the third step of seven steps and just say like, well, steps one through three didn't quite go as planned. So peace out. No, you keep going. And especially if you are trying to connect with others in the process, if I had decided to stop the podcast when I hadn't hit certain milestones or when I didn't get certain guests or when I didn't hit certain revenue markers, I would have lost out on so much. So you have to keep going even when you're filled with doubt. I'm filled with doubt all the time. (laughs) People ask me like, how do you hit all these milestones and, you know, make everything work? I do it even when I'm filled with doubt. I'm constantly like, should I do this or should I do that? I'm just going to try one or the other, see what happens and keep going. So you have to constantly keep going, working the plan, but I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to back off just because something doesn't fill to my desired level. This happens all the time. Like every single time I open up Momentum Mamas or launch something, I have a number in mind. I usually don't hit that number. I usually don't get all the people to sign up that I want to. I usually don't get all the people in all the places. I didn't get all the reviews that I wanted when I first launched the podcast. The show's rankings are often not what I want them to be. But that doesn't mean that I walk away. It means that I'm constantly readjusting the plan, working the plan, continuing to be a decision maker and an action taker and moving forward. That's what's built me a successful show is the persistence around continuing to go in spite of not hitting goals. So, I mean, if you look at metrics around my show, it's easy to define it as a successful podcast. But the metrics that I set for myself around what success means are often different than what something a podcast that looks successful on paper looks like. And so where the show might look successful in different areas of my life might look successful in different ways, that doesn't mean that I don't have self-doubt or that I don't find myself missing the mark all the time. And I just keep going. I just keep going. I move on to the next thing and I try to make it better the next time. So you have to keep going. There are very few people that set goals and blow their goals out of the water over and over and over again. Most of us set goals and we meet our goal somewhere between like 30 and 70%. And then we set the next goal. So if you set a goal and you met it 30% of the way the first time, then the next goal or the next time you do that same goal, you're going to aim for 50%. 
most of us are setting goals and not fully meeting them. And we just keep setting goals and hoping to get a little bit better with every single one. So it's easy when you look at people doing things to be like, well, but they did it this way and they got 100% and they got 150% and they made a million dollars and they got the raise and they got the promotion. And But even when we look at that, when people get the raise and they get the promotion, oftentimes it's a fraction of what they were actually going for. But from what we see from the outside, we're like, oh, they get everything they go after. So recognize that most people are not hitting all their goals all the time. We're all just hitting a percentage of our goals and we keep going and elevating and making them a little bit bigger the next time. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So you have your plan, you work your plan, and you stay the course even when we are filled with doubt. Number seven is to stand in your leader energy. So leaders do it scared. Leaders take charge. Leaders exhibit and exude confidence. Leaders stand in their authority. Leaders embrace opportunity and they take strategic risks. Oftentimes when we are facing opportunities to be persistent, we want to run away and hide and shrink, right? So you have to step into your leadership in big, uncomfortable ways. I talk about this in Momentum Mamas a lot about being the CEO, whether it's being the CEO of your household, of your life, whether it's being the CEO of your actual company, being the CEO in whatever capacity you need to take charge and really stepping into those leadership positions, into that leadership role and embracing your role as a leader. We all are leaders of our own lives. And so when you are on this path to persistence, when you are building persistence in any capacity, you really have to step into that leader energy. And what can happen when we've been going at something for a long time, or when we have curveballs, unexpected obstacles and roadblocks thrown in our path, it can be really tempting to shrink, 
to hide, to run away, to find that safe place where we can just get real cozy and comfortable and no one needs to see us and we don't have to show up anymore. And that's not going to get us what we want. So instead, we really have to remind ourselves, I'm the leader of my life. I'm the CEO of my life. I am stepping into my leader energy. I'm not going to let myself shrink in this instance. I am not sitting down. I will stand up and persist. And it really is giving yourself this pep talk around standing in your leadership energy. And when you look at people who consistently meet their goals, who consistently get what they want, who are consistently building and growing and evolving their lives in any direction, whether it's in, you know, being the best PTA mom ever or taking up, you know, golf as a new habit or becoming a photographer or improving your marriage and really, you know, committing to like, we're going to make our marriage the best thing in our lives this year, whatever the thing is, it all comes showing up and having success in any of those areas all comes from stepping into leadership energy, from stepping into this place of saying, I'm going to do this no matter what it takes. I can do this and I'm going to prove that I can do this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to take charge. I'm going to stand in confidence, even if I'm like faking it a little bit. I'm going to be an authority of my own life. I'm going to embrace this opportunity. And I'm going to look at this and recognize that there are risks involved and I'm going to take strategic risks. I'm not a huge risk taker, but I'm all about taking strategic risks. I'm all about looking at where do I need to put myself on the line a little bit and put maybe, you know, some sort of investment on the line, my time on the line, my energy on the line, you know, any sort of a relationship on the line, whatever that thing might be, because I know that it is only in taking that strategic risk that things can move to the next level. So really embracing that leadership energy is going to be crucial as you build persistence. And when you do that, what's going to end up happening, what happens when you step into that leadership energy is it gets addicting. When you recognize your own power, when you recognize what happens when you show up as a leader in your life and that CEO energy, what ends up happening is you recognize your own power and that feels real good. So don't be surprised when you're like, oh, kind of liking the leader energy. Like you might not be someone who sees yourself in a leader in a lot of capacities in your life, but when you start practicing this, you're going to notice that the power that comes with it feels really, really good. So that's number seven. And number eight is don't go it alone. So for 99% of the population, you can't go it alone. I am a huge fan of Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. And in her four tendencies, she talks about people who are obligers, upholders, rebels, and questioners. A very small percentage of the population are upholders. So I'm an upholder. We're super nerds. We meet inner expectations and outer expectations. So if I tell someone I'm going to do something, I will do it. And also if I tell myself I'm going to do something, I will do it. Most people, the majority of the population, especially women, tend to be obligers. They uphold other people's expectations. So they meet outer expectations, not necessarily inner expectations. What that means is that if you tell someone else you're going to do something, if you tell someone else you're going to show up for the workout at 6 a.m., or you tell someone else you're going to write the first 10,000 words of your book by next month, or you tell someone else that you're going to go after a promotion, then you'll do it. But if it's just in your head, you will not make yourself do it. You will not just show up for yourself. So you have to recognize if most women are obligers, you have to have a support system built in to be a persistent person. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't do it completely independently. I don't want to take that power away from you, but it means that you will be more likely to stay persistent and stay in your leader energy if you let other people know what you're doing, if you're not trying to go it alone. Because when you're trying to go it alone, it's real easy to back off when you have one hard day. 
it's real easy to throw in the towel and go into that little girl energy. It's real easy to decide that you should wait until later, till you're more qualified, till you're more worthy, till the kids are back in school, till the kids are out of school, till the kids move out of the house, like whenever. So you can't go it alone. You have to recognize that you will accomplish 10 times more under the guidance and support of other people. So I know for me, I've had a business coach since 2010, almost without interruption. I had one little phase where I was without one and that was glaringly challenging for me. And even as a very motivated upholder, I accomplished 10 times more having a coach and a community and a mastermind of colleagues, always knowing what I'm going after and what I'm doing. Because as soon as I have to be accountable to them, I show up in a totally different way. Even though I'm someone who absolutely shows up for myself more than the average person, just by nature. So you have to recognize what that looks like for you. You do not go it alone because you will be way less likely to get what you want and build that persistence that turns into power that allows you to have the power to get the outcomes that you really want. So if you're someone that struggles with this and you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I need the community. I need the support. I need the coach and the, the colleagues and all of that. Right now, I don't have any of my communities open for enrollment, but you can get on the wait list for Momentum Mamas, which would be the most outstanding first step for you. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash momentum, that's our membership community where I'm in there coaching every single week. There's a massive community of women who are just ridiculously supportive of each other, constantly wanting to know what everyone else is working on, how they can be supportive. It's an amazing place to go after all the achievements that you want and be connected to other women who are doing the same. So I don't want you to go it alone because I don't want you to get stuck. I don't want you to back off. I don't want you to fall into that little girl energy and not be able to pull yourself out of it. So lastly, I want to talk about a few ways that persistence builds power, because here's the reason that the persistence is so important. Persistence is important because it builds power. And when you have power, then you're more likely to get the outcomes that you want. And when women have power and women get the outcomes that they want, it changes things on a global level. When women have power, what happens in communities shifts dramatically. When women have power, the way children are raised shifts dramatically. When women have power, everything starts to shift. So I want women to be persistent because I want women to have power. Many women don't think of power as a super positive word. We think of it as like being super egotistical and showboaty and like grandstanding. And that's not what it's about. It's about getting what you want to advance yourself so that you can advance women in communities and so that we can advance women as a group, as a minority treated group. We're not necessarily actually a minority in terms of numbers, but we are treated as minorities on a global level. We are treated as though we are smaller. We are treated like little girls and we are treated like policies are not written for us. And when we can be persistent and step into our power, that will start to shift. So persistence is important to build power because persistence requires us to practice courage and tenacity. And when we practice courage and tenacity, we build strength and confidence. And when we build strength and confidence, we perpetuate that cycle of practicing courage and tenacity and building more and more strength and confidence. And so this elevates how women act in all communities. Persistence builds power also because Persistence is a learned and replicable skill. So when you practice persistence consistently, you get more of what you want, giving you more power over your life and your outcomes on a regular basis. 
Another way that persistence builds power is that when you see yourself as someone who keeps going, even when things are hard, you shift your identity to be someone who doesn't give up or give in when the outcome matters. And so you really start to see that about yourself, that you recognize, okay, this outcome really matters. I'm not stopping right now. The stakes are too high. I am not quitting. You also learn discernment. So another way persistence builds power is you learn discernment and you learn to become more discerning, which is a kind of power. When you can practice discernment around, does this really matter? Is this important right now? Do I need to keep going? Do I need to back off? That level of discernment becomes really crucial in building power in different areas of your life. Because sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is to back off and quit something. But a lot of times it's not. And being able to discern between the two, between when do I back off and when do I push through, is a huge source of power. And another way, the last way I'll cover here, that persistence builds power is that you don't let obstacles and circumstances stop you. So you don't question if you'll make something happen, you just question how you'll make something happen. So rather than setting a goal and then hitting an obstacle and saying like, oh, well, am I still gonna do this thing? No, 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 no. You take that if out of it and you say, oh, okay, so since I am doing this thing, Now I need to change courses, change directions, shift, pivot, take a left turn, take a detour. But it's not a matter of if I'm going to make it happen. It's just how I'm going to make it happen. So I'm going to adjust the plan, but I'm going to still work the heck out of the plan. And there's a ton of power in that. Because otherwise, when we're in this situation of every time something gets hard, we think, oh, well, am I still going to do this? When you immediately go to a place of, oh, no, I'm someone who persists. I'm tenacious. I don't give up when I know the stakes are high, when I know the outcome is important, I keep going. Then you embrace, how am I going to make it happen? Rather, am I going to still make this happen? So lots of big tips there. Lots of takeaways. I want to know your biggest ahas. Find me on social media. Find this post on social media on Instagram or Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy and let me know which of these resonated the most with you because I want to know how you're going to show up in your persistence, how you're going to show up in your leader energy, how you're going to let go of that little girl energy and how you're going to build more power in your life every damn day. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.